0: This podcast is intended for adult audiences only and contains explicit language in spicy situations, and we do not replace any advice of professionals and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not reflect our own. Welcome to the Pineapple Express podcast, and I'm your host, Kylie, a.k.a. Sexy Swinger Chick. And I'm Brad, a.k.a. Brad the Space Cadet. Journey with us as we navigate in ethical non-monogamy, sex positivity, sex work, and relationship advice as millennial swingers. Explore with us as we share some of our upside-down pineapple adventures with you. All, All aboard, aboard the, the Pineapple, pineapple Express. Express! Pineapple friends, how is everybody? So I just wanted to have this disclaimer on this podcast. So this is a disclaimer to the disclaimer. This specific podcast has a trigger warning because a lot of the topics that I'm going to be talking about are uh, very nuanced topics. These topics are something that not a lot of people talk about. Uh, We're going to be talking about swinging and sex work and the uh, nuanced topic of swinging and sex work. So some people may very much disagree with a lot of my opinions and facts and all of that, but I'm speaking on the topic because I am A, a swinger, B a sex worker, and I have a lot of knowledge in the field, I would say. So if you don't agree that sex work should be decriminalized, if you don't agree with uh, sex work and all of that, then um, this is probably not the podcast for you. And if you don't want to hear my side of it, then um, I would recommend just turning this off and listening to another podcast where maybe they have the same views and opinions as you. Uh, With all of that being said, I wanted to introduce my topic of swinging and sex work and saying that there's going to be a lot of positives in this podcast when talking about swinging and and sex work, and there's going to be some negatives. I'm going to say some things that might offend some of you ladies who like to appropriate sex work within the swinger lifestyle. So with all of these things being said, please keep an open mind um, and let me know what you think about the topic because uh, I love this topic and I'm going to keep speaking on it because, again, I am a swinger and a sex worker. So enjoy. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Pineapple Express podcast. And, of course, I'm your host, Kylie, sexy swinger chick, so today we're going to be talking about sex work and swinging and how it parallels with each other. And um, I'm actually live on Instagram right now, so hopefully I don't confuse myself too much and look over. But uh, I had a question and the the question was really interesting to me because I am a um, sex worker and a lot of people don't really understand what a sex worker is. They have this thought process that like a sex worker is always like a full service sex worker which is not true at all um sex work is an umbrella term so it's very similar to the term like the umbrella term of um non-monogamy so what I mean by that is sex work is any sort of service that is an erotic service so this can be a professional dom this can be a stripper this can be um A full-service sex worker, like an escort, a prostitute, or some people like to call them a hooker, um, streetwalker. And then it can also mean like online content creators. So this is cam girls, OnlyFans, Pornhub, any sort of like porn creators. So uh, it is a plethora of different erotic services, but those are all considered sex workers. So uh, one of the questions that somebody had was, about sex work and it's, it was, I want to swing with my wife, but it's really hard to find a unicorn. Should I hire an, an escort? And of course the, um, sex worker in me originally was like, yeah, I mean like, what's the harm in that? Right. Um, especially because I've dabbled in full service sex work. Um, I have no issue with it. And I think that sex workers, tend to be on, you know, they're very health conscious, they're very um, considerate. Um, and as a sex worker myself, a lot of times what will happen is like people will come into the club and I know why they're there. They're interested in women. And they are, I call them like sort of like baby swingers, like they're not quite ready for the lifestyle yet. So they go into a safe environment and have um, a safe Place for them to explore their fantasies with women and this is becoming way more prevalent especially in the um you know strip club and I see it a lot I see it like once a week this happens to me where I will meet a couple and they'll be like yeah we're interested in exploring you know um and I'll answer a lot of their questions and um you know teach them boundaries and teach them okay like this is okay. That's not okay. How, you know, how do you feel? Do you feel comfortable about this? Do you feel jealous about this? What do you want me to do? What's going to make you feel more comfortable? So, um, I do think that it's a, it's really a gray area, right? Cause a lot of swingers will say, well, you know, no, that's not okay. And, um, we're going to talk about bringing, um, escorts and full service sex workers into the swinger club because that is a thing. But first I just want to talk about like hiring somebody to like be your unicorn um, for your first time of having a threesome I think that that in my opinion is a safe bet because and that was something that like me and my partner had thought about and I remember like Because we were having a really hard time finding any single women who that we were like attracted to um, that weren't like a man pretending to be someone Um, because a lot of times what we were noticing was like men would pretend to be um bisexual women and unicorns on the vanilla dating apps and then like they would end up stealing our pictures and like not being real and that was really disheartening for us but so we were like really frustrated before we got into the swinger lifestyle and we were like maybe we should just hire an escort you know to have this experience and um that was something like I even remember like going on websites and looking um this is like after the whole back page craigslist shut down but Anywho, so me and my partner had thought about that. So I think in that setting, I personally think that that would be okay. That would be something that, you know, if you and your partner discuss it and you're both okay with the ethics of that and the legality of that because those are things that go into it, of course. Um, Most states, um, full service sex work and, you know, escorting is not legal um so that would be something to think about but I you know never I never really like looked down upon it even before um I was a sex worker like I never thought that that was a bad thing um and then you know you also have to think about like pro-doms right so um doms are considered a legal form of sex work because typically they're not um having sex but it is a legal form of sex work and it's something that you know kind of parallels with the swinger lifestyle right like a lot of us are kind of on the kinkier side of things so um, I think that that's okay and then like I think hiring um, you know an escort to like be a unicorn um, or on the flip side of that would be if you and you know if your husband is considering like his bisexuality or, well, in my, but if you're the husband, you know, if you're thinking about bisexuality, there are male escorts or gigolos, (laughs) which always reminds me of that Rob Schneider movie, um, Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. But there are um, gigolos who you can hire. And um, I've spoken with male gigolos and a lot of them do, um, you know, Bisexual and gay acts so that could be also be something that you you know to think about like You know when it comes to bisexuality and swinging and getting involved in the lifestyle and you're not quite comfortable yet to go to a sex club for whatever reason and that would be something you know a way to get started but I definitely think in that setting you know it would be okay and there's a lot of things that would go into that Um, it's not just as easy as like going on Craigslist anymore like it used to be right Um, thank you so much SESTA FOSTA really appreciate that no I'm just kidding actually Um, but I do think that like there's a lot that goes into hiring an escort and um, you have to think about a lot of a lot of the reasons, you know, why you would be doing that. Right. So, again, you have to think about the legality of it Um, now in certain like countries it is legal like in Canada and a lot of European countries um you know you can go to the red light district I've actually been there when I lived in Germany um and then like there's certain parts of the USA like obviously Nevada but not Las Vegas um you know Bunny Ranch so if you're close to that area maybe 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 um and then you know there are you know, ways to screen them. So uh, you want to make sure that you're doing a good screening on your escorts, right? And this is, you can go on a website like the erotic uh, review and you can read actual reviews um, and make sure that like you're, you know, hiring a professional escort. And then also, you know, remember that escorts, um, they do take their their work very seriously, which means that they take their, their health very seriously. So, um, make sure that, you know, you get an escort who is, um, safe, you know, practices safe sex and practices, um, you know, the STI screenings and all that, just like you would getting into the swinger lifestyle. But, um, remember that like, there's a cost associated with this and based on what I know, it is not cheap, um, to hire a full service sex worker that would be an escort that would be um, you know somebody yeah who it, it's it's not cheap <laughs> they can cost anywhere from like 300 to a thousand dollars an hour so um, be prepared to pay extra if you are a couple and um, you know you could definitely if you ever become a, uh, a regular client of theirs then um, you could get like I guess you could say, uh, discounts and stuff, but, um, it's, it's not as easy as it seems. I can definitely tell you it's, it's, kind of hard. Um, The websites, you know, because of SESTA FOSTA, which I already brought up, but because of SESTA FOSTA, it makes it a lot harder um, to find escorts online. And I would love to give you all of those websites. I know them, but I'm not going to tell you what they are because I don't know the legality of that. So that's, I mean, I'm sure that you can like go on Reddit and figure all this stuff out if you wanted to. Um, I'm sure there's ways to find, uh, you know, if if you really 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 want to hire an escort like you'll be able to Um, and I'm sure there's like certain strip clubs that you can go in find somebody I get asked all the time hey come back to our hotel room Um, or hey yeah uh, you want to be you know I'll pay you for this this and this you know and it's like I never do that because of safety and um but I would definitely say if you are concerned about the legality aspect of it because You do have to remember it is illegal (laughs) in the United States. Um, Hopefully someday it gets decriminalized. Um, But if you are concerned about that, I would just recommend, you know, if you're wanting to get into the swinger lifestyle, but like you're not really sure. And I'm sure I've, I've actually had backlash from other um, strippers and dancers when I've said this. Like I remember I posted a video about it a couple of years ago and I was just like, yeah, you know, go to a strip club and and talk to some of the strippers. And like I'm not the only stripper at my club who's like cool with this. Um, one of my friends is polyamorous. I Actually, have two polyamorous friends that are both polyamorous and strippers as well and um they're also like professional doms and stuff so like if you go to a club ask the bouncer be like hey bro do you have any like um non-monogamy or like poly or kink friendly um dancers you know like my floor guys know when certain couples come in and they ask for girls, like they'll come and get me and they'll be like, Marley, there's this couple over here. Um, they seem interested in, you know, getting a girl and getting a room. You're probably like the perfect person for this. And that's okay. And like, I live in the Cleveland area. So if you're in the Cleveland area, come visit me, you and your partner. And like, um, I'll give you an example of the last room that I did with a couple. Um, so I sat down and well, they came to the stage and they tipped me. So I was like, Oh, They like me. Um, So I went over to them and I was chatting with them. And usually like I always sit with the woman and I try to make the woman feel more comfortable because you never really know if they're the, the women are there to like appease their husband, which happens a lot. Or sometimes the women are there to like ask you questions about the industry or just like be rude, which believe me it does happen it doesn't happen all the time but I sit with the woman and I try to make her feel more comfortable first because usually it's like the husband who has the money and the woman has her hand on the wallet and he's not spending that money unless she's okay with it so that's just a stripper tip for you but yeah so I sit with the woman and I make her feel comfortable and then I usually ask like why did you come here um, and if they say things like, oh, well, I'm interested in, like, exploring with women and, like, I just really love strippers and, you know, uh, this is something that we're interested in or we're, like, trying to get more adventurous, um, then I know, okay, that's amazing. This is what we want. So this is past couple that I had so I asked them those questions and we were talking and chatting and the husband actually went up to go to the bathroom and I chatted with the wife and I was like all right girly lay it on for me like what's what's the haps what's the situation and she was just like hey girl this is what we're where we're at um We want to explore with women, but, like, we don't know how, and this feels safe and comfortable. I don't know if I'm bisexual. I think I might be, but I, you know, we've met swingers before, and we've thought about swinging, but, like, I don't think that that's for me yet because I could never see my man with another woman. So I kind of explained to them, like you know, everything that was explained to me when we got into the lifestyle, right? I'm like, listen, you don't have to go to clubs and you don't have to full swap. Like that's not really what swinging is. I know that a lot of people think that's what it is. And then I really just explain everything to them. And then I take them in the room and I let them know, hey, what you guys are comfortable with is most important to me. So then I explained to them all of my boundaries um, and how consent works for me, I let them know hey, you know, I'm comfortable with touching, but like, please don't touch anywhere that my underwear touches. And like, um, You know, just ask me before, like, if you're going to spank me or if you're going to like, please just ask, you know, and then I explain to them my boundaries with them. You know, I ask them, okay, so what are you guys comfortable with? And a lot of times it's really like the husband is like, I will sit in the chair in the corner and just like you girls have fun and like I'll watch and um sometimes they literally do like that's literally what happens and then the girls you know I just rub on her and like dance on her and um make her feel sexy make her feel comfortable and then um some sometimes though what will happen is the wife will say hey I want you to dance on him I want to see how this makes me feel and I explained to her beforehand I'm like listen this is, I'm not trying to take your man. I'm not trying to like take him home. Like this is, if you want to try this, we can do that if you're comfortable with that. But I want to make sure that you're okay with it, you know? And I, I definitely just let her know, like, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to say, yes, I will dance on your husband if that's what, but I'm, I make sure that I'm really careful and, um, really understanding of like where they're at in the process because. When me and my partner started, I don't know if I would have been okay with, like, a really hot, sexy girl dancing on him. I don't know how I would have felt about that. And we never did something like that. But that's why I say, like, this is a really good way to be in a safe environment. Because, first of all, nobody's having sex. Nobody's doing anything sexual other than a little bit of rubbing and dancing. Like, there's no sex acts involved. So then maybe that could be a leeway into, okay, well maybe they'll be comfortable to like go to a club, which does happen. And I explained to them um about the swinger lifestyle, about the club, about the one that we have in Cleveland. And literally me and my partner, I every single time we go to the club, there's a new couple that's like, Hey, I'm Marley. I met you at the club. It's so good at the, you know, at Christie's. Um you know, or a hustler or wherever I was working at the time. And it's so good to see you. I'm so glad, um, you know, you helped us get into this lifestyle. But like, and then they'll go up to my partner and be like, yeah, we had so much fun with her. You know, she's great. So um, I think that that's, you know, and some dancers will disagree with this. I, I am aware of that, that they, a lot of dancers feel like they're not comfortable um, <clears throat> doing this with couples because first of all, they don't have... The knowledge of boundaries and consent like I do and second of all they feel like it's extra work for the same amount of pay that they could get with just one man or one woman so I do understand that and um, but it's just something that I I enjoy doing and um, I really help them and talk them through but not every dancer you know I wouldn't say like go to a club and expect that you're gonna get that same treatment by every dancer because it can be tricky like I have a story. Um, So I was not in this room. I was actually supposed to be in this room, but I ended up going into another room. So there was a couple that came in and you could tell like they had money. And as soon as they walked through the door, um, the bouncers came up to me and they were like, there's this couple. They're not from here. They have money. So two other girls. So one of my friends and then another girl that I didn't really know that well. Um, came and talked to them with me and I ended up going on stage and then I got called into another room but they ended up going into a room with both of those other girls and the one girl was like hey if you give me a thousand dollars to the husband in front of the wife and in front of my friend if you give me a thousand dollars I'll suck your dick right now so like she obviously got fired from that club but um, she was like trying to get him to pay her more to suck his dick and um, like that could happen you know and I was like really mad at her for that because I'm like why would you do that to this couple like that was not cool Um, because now not only like did you piss the wife off but like you put my friend in an uncomfortable situation and you put that guy in an uncomfortable situation and like he was actually gonna do it and his wife got super pissed and they like walked out of the room and they stormed out of the club and it was like a mess and I was like My friend was upset. She was like, if you had been there with me, like that wouldn't have happened. We probably could have kept them in that room for a while because they really liked us. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, those things happen. So you have to be like cautious about, you know, the dancer that you're with and make sure that like she is understanding of like consent and boundaries and all of that. So the next thing I want to talk about is hiring an escort or a sugar baby or a, sex worker of any sort to come with you to a swinger club to be your date as a single male. Or if you're a couple and you hire her to come to the club as a unicorn with you. So first of all, most clubs, especially ones in the US, that is illegal and they probably have something in their membership clause that that is not okay. They know when you're doing it. So like, I highly just recommend not doing this. um, Especially if you're like a single male and you know, you don't have the time or the energy to like try to date, to find somebody who's okay with being in the swinger lifestyle. Like it's, but it's just not a good idea. And um, the reason why is obviously the legality of it. But then on top of that, like, you know, are you, and it's like the ethics part, right? Like, are you paying her, to have sex with you that night or like multiple people or like, what are you paying her for? You know, and that's going to be like super expensive. And then you're already paying, you know, to get into the club and stuff like that. So like I said, a lot of clubs are anti-sex workers, which obviously, you know, with the legality of it, they kind of have to be. um, And they have like a strict, no sex workers policy. But um, I think that, and also like if you are a single male and you try to get a sex worker or a sugar baby, like, When it comes to approving you, like, they're going to go through your social medias and your stuff. And if they don't see her on there, like, they're not going to approve you. Like, they know what you're doing. Do you think no one has ever tried this in the past? Like, come on, guys. For real. You know, so um, I think that that's something to really think about. Like, it's just, it's, and I am 100% pro-sex worker, pro-sugar baby, pro-escorting, all of that. But... You, you really have to think like it's illegal and, you know, that puts sex clubs at risk, right? If, you know, you don't want to put the the actual club itself at risk, like that's not cool. Um, and all the people that you're putting at risk there, you know, um, that's just really not cool. Um, and I, I don't agree with that because, again, you know, the legality of it. Now, one thing I will say again going back to like the hiring the unicorn hiring um you know a a couple to swap with right per se like an escort couple or an escort unicorn or escort um bull which would be a male gigolo again so think about it in the context of like a couple who is not really able-bodied maybe they're handicapped maybe they're older and they don't quite um you know maybe they're wheelchair bound or disabled uh, or some sort and they want to experience swinging but they can't in a normal setting um because you know that's just for uh, most swingers that's something that's like very taboo you know and um they've maybe tried swinging and um just haven't been able to you know find anybody who's comfortable with that situation um so I think that that would be a time where it would be okay, that it would be ethical to, like, hire um, a sex worker or a sex worker couple, which I don't even know if those exist. But um, I think that that would be a, a a good time to do that, and that would be okay. Um, you know, I think in 2024, you know, ooh, we're in a new year, you know, sex work is becoming more... Um, It's definitely becoming more destigmatized. You know, a lot more people are camming and doing OnlyFans and more people are comfortable with strip clubs. And I can tell you this, I've seen in the two years I've been dancing a big shift within the industry where it's more for couples, it's more for groups of people because of the destigmatization of it. I always make the joke to (laughs) my DJ when it's like a shitty Saturday night and I'll be like, This is my fault because I'm destigmatizing sex work and we're making it cool. And now, like, people are coming in here who, you know, like, groups of people who aren't, like, the money spenders, right? (laughs) And, you know, the guys who, like, normally would spend money on strippers are, like, going on Tinder and, like, going and buying hookers that are cheaper, you know, and I shouldn't say hooker, but um it's I always just like kinda make the jokes um about that. I'm like, damn it, this is my fault. Um, you know, I, I wish that sex work was legal. Um, I wish that it will destig or not destigmatize um decriminalized. And if you listen to my podcast with Savannah Sly, um, which I'll link that, but we talk about the decriminalization process. Um, but, you know, Sex work is not an easy thing to get into and anybody who does OnlyFans and does camming and does stripping, like it's not it's not quite as easy as it seems, but definitely something that um I think you know, is again, becoming more stigmatized, destigmatized and um, just like swinging and just like non-monogamy. So I think that that's really awesome. And I also think that like being ethically non-monogamous makes it a lot easier for me to do my job and not have to worry about my partner getting jealous. Um, And that's the one thing that I love about it is like my partner, he's like, are you going to work? And I make jokes with him all the time. I'll be like pretending to like um, give a hand job with my hand and I'll be like, oh, getting ready for work. Mm, Got to get my mouth ready. You know, um, obviously I don't do those things, but it's it's still like a joke um, that we have and he doesn't get jealous about it. You know, um, his only concerns, I guess, with my sex work job and my stripping job is safety, which would be, I mean, any man, you know, worries about that. I mean, he worried when I was a you know, bartender working late at night. So, but I do think that that's like kind of the cool thing. And like I said, I have a lot of friends in the industry who are also non-monogamous. A lot of strippers that I know are more, way more open-minded and sex positive. And that's why I think that both of these jobs can be really like, well, not jobs, swinging's not a job, but you know what I mean. But the lifestyle, can definitely parallel with swinging and being like sex positive and being open-minded because that's what a lot of strippers are. A lot of us are really just like sex positive and open-minded and you know, my girls say to me stuff, say stuff to me all the time. They're just like, you know, I, I want to come to the club with you. And like, uh, you know, and a lot of us like truly like we are bisexual, you know, and, um, we enjoy just being sexual, So I think that's why stripping is a great job for me to have as a swinger. And I think sex work in general, you know, that's why so many swingers like literally on a daily basis, we see a ton of new swingers just like popping up on OnlyFans, you know, and I think that that's great. And I think that like, you know, but again, like there's a lot of safety stuff and I'm actually going to do a podcast with, um, the Swing Nation, uh, Lacey from the Swing Nation. We're going to do a podcast on um, OnlyFans and that sort of sex work and being a swinger. But so I won't speak much on that on this episode, this is mainly just about like, you know, in-person sex work and swinging. But, um, you know, I I just think that it's, we're in a really, really interesting time and we're in a really cool time where we can be sex positive and we can be open-minded. And um, I just think that the parallels are really cool, especially like with my job. And um, I, again, I just think that there, there are some negatives and the parallel there is a little bit of a negative and I am going to speak on that next but I'm going to give you guys a word from my sponsors mm. and guys the reason why I do this is not to annoy you with commercials because I know that that's annoying but it's like to keep our podcast going you know um, podcasting equipment isn't cheap like time, energy, all that. It's not cheap and it's not free. And I I just think that like I for a while was like eh, going back and forth with it. But um, I also think that these the sponsors that I have can be very beneficial for you guys. Um, and I think that you might like them. So, yeah, I get asked all the time. How do I get into the non-monogamous lifestyle? And I've got the solution for you. It's the Three Fun app. It's the best dating app for couples and singles looking to explore open relationships. It's totally millennial friendly, aka it's in the 21st century, you guys. This is finally a dating app for us non-monogamous folks who are looking for a unicorn. Maybe you're looking for a bull. Maybe you're looking for a couple. This is my favorite app, and I use it all the time. If you want to find a link to it, just go to www.sexyswingarchick.net, and you'll find my link. hope to see you guys there. Hey, Upside Down Pineapple people. Join the millions of couples enjoying amazing sex with Promessin. I personally love their variety of products they offer, and their aloe-based lube is the only lube I've ever used that doesn't throw off my pH. Brad loves their delay spray, which is clinically proven to help men last longer in bed. Their products have a 60 day money back guarantee and free shipping on orders in the US over $10. Their shipping is discreet and private, which is perfect for us in the swinger lifestyle. Make sure that you go to www.promescent.com/Kylie for all your discreet sexual health needs. My link is in the show notes. Promescent helps you live your best upside-down pineapple life. If you're like us, you want a naughty lifestyle without risk. You want to have sex with other couples, some of whom you barely know, and walk away scotch-free, no STDs or other complications. You want to have your cake and eat it, too. We want that for you, too. Shameless Care offers lifestyle-specific at-home STD testing and prescription ED medications, and we should be your lifestyle medical provider use coupon code chic that's c h i c at checkout and we are back okay so i do want to talk about something and this is like the uncomfy part of the podcast so like if you get uncomfortable feelings about sex work and if you get uncomfortable feelings about um, sex workers calling you on your bullshit, then you might want to turn the podcast off. Uh, so trigger warning for um, ladies and well, mostly ladies appropriating uh, sex work culture. Please turn this off if you are not going to like my opinions on it, because, again, these are my my opinions and my views. They're nobody else's. And these are mine because of me being in the sex work industry. So that's my only caveat with all of this. So, what something that inspired me to actually do this podcast was a post that my friend Polar Rosie. Um, had made on her Instagram. So this is a dancer that I've known for a few years. She used to work with me at Christie's back in the day when I first was there, <clears throat> before I went over to Hustler. And um, we've connected online communities. And she's very much like a sex work advocate. And she's amazing. I will post um, her Instagram in the um, show notes. But what really inspired me to actually do this podcast was um, this post by her so i'll read it to you um and she wrote this on her story on instagram so it said "Pole community stop cosplaying as strippers unless you're taking field trips to strip clubs employing strippers helping them get certified donating money to organizations that help sex workers then get off the pole yeah i'm sure your friends throwing money at you in your living room is just a ton of fun but it's goofy af And disrespectful when you don't actually do anything to support sex workers. It's problematic and puke-worthy. Not to mention, if you aren't a part of a marginalized community, you really shouldn't be speaking on that community. If you can quit stripping, it won't affect you to make that sudden drastic change. You're living a life of privilege that most of us do not have access to. Check your privilege at the door or simply shut the fuck up. I'm sorry if you disagree with what I previously said, but you're a part of the problem. I've attempted to protect identities, but people and their responses are unprompted. If you feel like it's perfectly acceptable to cosplay as a stripper after seeing this, many strippers will tell you it's not okay. Then I don't know what to tell you. You need to do some serious self-reflection. And I was so intrigued by this because I've I've actually heard this before. She's not the first person to speak on this. And I've actually talked about it at swinger events before. So what she means by this post, she doesn't mean to like say this to be like, hey, you can't feel sexy and empowered. Right. Like that's not what she's saying. What she's saying is like, you know, a lot of people do take pole fitness as literally as like fitness. And I've done pole fitness and I agree with the fitness aspect of it. Um, I think that it's great. It's a great workout. But here's the thing. Um, It's more than a workout like the the workout comes from sex workers from strippers like that art of dance came from strippers. So I think that it makes sense to like pay your respects to that. And really the best way to pay your respects to strippers if you do want to pole dance. Um, Because, like, literally I've been at clubs and this is something that annoys me. And when I say clubs, I mean swinger clubs. And, you know, I jump on the pole and, and mess around sometimes. Usually I don't really like the poles at swingers clubs because, first of all, they're not very safe. They're not very sturdy. They're not actual, like, polls that are meant for pole fitness or pole dancing they're just kind of there for fun right or sometimes they'll have entertainers who they pay to go on those polls which shout out to the companies who pay entertainers pay dancers to come and entertain at the event because like the swinger society for example they reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and were like hey do you know anybody we want to start getting um We want to start getting like entertainers at our parties like and pay them that I can get behind. Right. But a lot of times like ladies will come up to me and be like, can you show me some moves on the pole? Like, first of all, I'm not a pole dance instructor. Second of all, like, no, I'm not going to like this is my job. And people don't realize the hardships that go behind like pole dancing and go behind stripping. You know, as a stripper, I get sexually assaulted every single day. Every single day I'm sexually assaulted by somebody I'm emotionally or sexually assaulted. And like, that's not easy. Right. And people are like, well, you choose your job. You choose your job. I do choose my job and I love my job. I love entertaining people, but like, I have to go through a lot. Like it takes a lot. Like I have to make sure that my body looks great. I I have to buy the outfits. I have to make sure that like my hair and my nails and my, you know, tan is all on point. Like it's not just something that like, Oh, this is like super fun girls let's do this you know like definitely there's so much more that goes into it than just like feeling sexy does that mean i'm saying when you go to you know swinger clubs to like not use the pole and not practice? no but like also it's not safe so like be careful when you're doing it right um but definitely like just think about that and if you do want to you know, be with part of that culture. And it's very similar to, like, my hairstyle, right? So if you don't know what I look like, I have um, locks in my hair, which people can say can is cultural appropriation to the black community. So in some ways, it is. Um, but also, you know... It does come from my ancestry. I am Native American and also Celtic. So it does come from parts of my ancestry. And, um, you know, it is universal to all cultures. But that doesn't mean that, like, I disrespect and don't have a understanding of where it came from, where the words dread came from and why that's a word. And, like, that I don't have an understanding for why it can be considered cultural appropriation in the black community and why I, you know, I realize that it can be and i realized that you know i have to do what i can um for that community um if i'm going to sport this hairstyle it needs to be like really thought out right so like if you're going to do pole dancing and if you are going to pole dance at the club and if you're going to wear pleasers which again like I'm going to talk about the pleasers thing in a minute. But um, if you are going to do those things, you you should be taking field trips to strip clubs like once a week. Go and throw twenty dollars on whatever strippers on stage like pay, you know, your respects to the people who walked or, you know, yeah, who walked so that you could walk, right, so that you can feel sexy and empowered and pole dance, like, make sure that you're paying your respects to the people who are in that job field every single day, and honestly, that's through, you know, monetary, that's, um, making sure that, you know, when you're donating to different, um, fundraisers and stuff, like, you're donating to sex work friendly, um, you know, fundraisers, like, the Woodhall um, you know Woodhall and um, National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, like they are allies to, um, you know Woodhall, which is an organization that you know really works to uplift and empower sex workers, and like that's what you should be doing. You know, um, make sure that like you you understand where strippers are coming from when they're saying this. Like we're not saying it because we're trying to be assholes and we're trying to like, um, I guess gatekeep the strip stripping community but what we're trying to do is give you an understanding just like the black community gives me an understanding like hey you know why that that's cultural appropriation right I do know why and I do understand why and I've done a lot of research and a lot of self-reflection on why it is like this and why you have those feelings about my hair and just like why I have these feelings about sex work culture being appropriated so then this brings me to a story, and then we're going to talk about pleasers, and then we're going to end the podcast. Um, so when I was at a really big swinger event, um, there was a woman in the elevator with me, and she was wearing pleasers. And I was also wearing my old pleasers, right, because I don't actually wear my – dance shoes that I like they are older dance shoes, dance shoes that I don't wear anymore because it's not safe and it's actually very dangerous to wear them on, um, you know, like asphalt and then bring them into the club. Like that is unsafe. Rocks can get stuck in them. Dancers can fall like they can, it can cause issues. Like these shoes are made just like I have character dance shoes for musical theater or jazz shoes or ballet shoes like these shoes are specifically made for the safety of dancers pleasers are specifically made for dancers hella heels um, anything that's specifically made for dancers you should not be wearing. Um, So I said to her, she was like, oh, I love your shoes. I was like, yeah, yeah, these used to be my old work shoes. I'm a stripper. She was like, oh, did you see my pleasers? I was like, yeah, I saw your pleasers. And now, mind you, I was like, didn't get much sleep, and I was kind of in a bitchy mood. And I was like, yeah, you know you shouldn't be wearing those. And she was like, excuse me? And I was like, yeah, like, you're appropriating um, sex work culture when you wear those, and I can't find shoes in my size Because women like you, you know, and I have the most popular size and I have to wait months and months and months for shoes that I literally am mandated to wear as part of my uniform. You are wearing it for fun. So think about that lady. And like she was not happy with me and I probably could have said it in a nicer way. Um, And I've also stated this on other swingers who I've seen online. Like I saw another creator wearing them. Um, and I was at an event, she had posted a picture and I was like, Hey, just so you know, like please try to refrain from buying pleasers because like, it's, you know, I can't find them in my size. And like, this was during like 20, I think like 2021 when they were on back order because everyone remembers like the supply thing and like, they're still dealing with that. Right. But, um, they were on back order and I was like, Hey, I can't, um, Get those shoes in my size just so you know and she was like oh well i had these specially made on the from pleasers you know the, and i was like oh that makes it so much better right like no <laughs> no that does not make it any better um so that's my thing about the pleasers and you know you can literally go on websites and find shoes clear heeled shoes or you know um tall shoes six inch seven inch eight inch nine inch shoes You can find those on other websites that aren't pleasers. Dolls Kills makes them. Fashion Nova. I've even seen them on Sheen. I've seen them on Amazon. Like you can get those anywhere. But please do not wear dancer shoes to an event. It is unsafe to do so. And it makes it unsafe for dancers. Because let's say that I can't get the pleasers that I need. And I have to wear regular ass heels that I bought from Dolls Kill. Like that makes my job unsafe. Right. And do you realize if I get hurt at my job like I don't I don't have a backup like I don't have workers comp you guys like I'm fucked. Dancers are fucked. So like it's really 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 important to like make sure that you don't wear pleasers to events even though they're cute and they're sexy and they look great and pleasers are great. Right. Like I love them but only for work like they're not they're not designed for you to wear to a swinger event. They're designed to evenly distribute the weight for a dancer to perform aerial pole tricks. And, you know, they have padded insoles and a a certain type of notched heel to ensure that we stay safe on a slippery floor. Like they're not meant for you. Um, So please stop wearing them. Try a different brand of shoes. Um, Because I, I think it's all great and fine and dandy that like women are coming into this age of empowerment and sexuality and wanting to empower themselves and they want to have that confidence but you are exploiting the you know the aesthetic created by sex workers and strippers for profit you know cosplaying as a stripper just like Rosie said is not cool like it's it's just not something you know and and that goes along with like stripper outfits people ask me all the time right they'll be like where do you get your outfits from where do you and i wear some of my stripper outfits to events and i'll be like i got it on you know this dancewear site or whatever but like please don't buy those outfits please do not um because they go out of stock and then dancers can't wear their own uniforms like you can go on sheen you can go on fashion nova you can go on Amazon and get your outfits and that's perfectly fine. But like, don't use a dancer website to do that. Right. And this is, again, all my opinions. Um, a lot of people are probably going to disagree with them and not like them. And that's OK, because the reason why you're disagreeing with them is because you're like, well, I I think she's wrong. Like, I think that we should be able to do this like that's not fair for her to say that and maybe you're right maybe it isn't fair but this is my opinion and as a dancer like I've I've just seen this I've seen a trend especially within the swinger lifestyle I've seen girls posting videos of them dancing on a pole you know and I just like if you don't have that background it's first of all not safe and second of all like it's just not it's not cool to sex workers guys like we are in this together sex workers swingers n- anybody who's um, in the umbrella of sexual freedom we're all in this together the BDSM lifestyle right like we're doing this together we're fighting together but we also can't like you know say okay well this per- you know I'm gonna do this even though it's offensive and appropriating to sex work culture. Um, Because this makes me feel empowered and me feel sexy, but you have to remember who like the hardships and the stigma that dancers still deal with today for you to be able to do that. And like, it's, yeah, it's something that is close to my heart. And I know a lot of my friends heart and um, a lot of sex work advocates talk about this. Um, And it's, it's definitely something that, I feel like should be talked about so to sum up (laughs) this lovely podcast um first and foremost I think that sex work and uh swinging do have a lot of parallels uh we are part of the same sexual freedom community and I think that's really important and I feel like both um both of them can make us feel empowered and feel sexy right um sex workers are sex positive positive. And um, all of those lovely things. Um, If you want to get a sex worker, an escort, uh, you know, somebody to help you get involved in the swinger lifestyle, you can go to strip clubs for that. You can find them online, but please do not hire a um, escort and bring them to the club because that is illegal and against their policies. Um, And I love being a stripper and I love helping couples. So make sure that if you are interested in the swinger lifestyle, but you just kind of want to dip your toes and, um, you know, see how that feels, then go to a club, go to your local strip club. I mean, always go to your local strip club and spend money on strippers. Um, no matter where in the world you live and you're listening to this, please spend your money on strippers because we deserve it. We work hard for our money and, um, our job is not easy and always do that. Right. (laughs) And then um, if you are somebody who's interested in, you know, being a part of the pole community or that like that, if you want to take pole dance classes, just um, pay, you know, your respects to dancers and make sure that you're donating to organizations that are for, um, you know, taking care of sex workers and making sure that um, you are going to strip clubs and paying them. Right. Because these are the women who created that form of dance and last but not least, please do not wear pleasers to an event. If I see you with pleasers at an event, I probably will not talk to you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, just a lot of things to think about and be in support of, you know. I mean, this definitely is not meant for me to, like – try to be offensive to anybody or like make somebody feel bad about themselves because maybe they've done that in the past. Believe me, I have done so many fucked up things that I hate that I've done and it's just kind of a part of life, right? But like reflecting on that and realizing, okay, you know, maybe I can change this behavior or like, you know, maybe I can do something different and, um, you know, we can all come together and work together and love one another so peace and harmony. I love you guys. And um, if you ever have any questions for me about sex work and um, about swinging, I'm always here. My email. Um, if you are looking to get coaching, one-on-one coaching, maybe we can help build your confidence. Um, if, if you need me, I'm here. Uh, sexy Swinger Chick on um, Instagram. X, you know, you can find me on Facebook. I'm I'm everywhere. Um, So I love you guys. Thanks for riding on the Pineapple Express with me and I appreciate your support.